0: Hello, and welcome to PubCasts, an ongoing project to experiment with science communication and making research more accessible and digestible to both scientific and general audiences. PubCasts are annotated and abridged audiobook-style recordings of peer-reviewed scientific research, read to you by the authors. PubCasts are created and hosted by Dr. Philip Loring at the University of Guelph in Ontario, Canada, and Dr. Hannah Harrison at Dalhousie University in Nova Scotia, Canada. I'm your host today, Hannah Harrison. Pubcasts are a unique way of communicating science. To keep things straightforward, you won't hear the in-text citations, long acronyms, or other details that can make wading through an academic paper more challenging. But like all peer-reviewed research, this work stands on the shoulders of researchers who came before. So we strongly encourage you to visit the paper online and see the full reference list, as well as to enjoy any tables and figures that may help explain some of the more interesting findings. This paper that you'll hear today is available in open access online. Today's paper is called, PubCasts, Putting Voice in Scholarly Work and Science Communication, published in the journal Science Communication and written by Hannah L. Harrison and Philip A. Loring. You can find the full text online using the link found in the show notes of this episode. We'll start today's paper with the introduction. Podcasts are audio programming, often taking a form similar to traditional radio programming, but distributed in digital formats and available to audiences via the internet. Since the early 2000s, podcasts have emerged as a popular, accessible, and easy-to-produce audio medium for entertainment and for information. The number of podcasts featuring scientific topics has dramatically increased in recent years, with an increasing number of scientists entering the podcasting space and the resulting content being directed at public audiences. Podcasts are filling a niche for scholars whose time is limited, and yet they face constant demands to keep up with emerging literature and to expand the impact and reach of their work in creative ways. In the face of these sometimes contradictory challenges, scholarly podcasting has played multiple roles, including as a means to multitask, as a a way to make use of time not otherwise conducive to reading, such as during a commute or while multitasking, or while performing monotonous work-related tasks. They're also a really effective way of sharing one's own work more broadly. While podcasts may be reaching a stage of maturity, as an entertainment medium, the continued evolution of podcast formats, topics, and uses within scholarly communities suggests that podcasting is still an emergent trend within the academy. More recently, cultures of science, including how science is done, scientific careers, and efforts to democratize science rather by addressing financial and accessibility barriers, have taken root in scholarly podcasting spheres. In our own experience as scholarly podcasting producers, that's Phil and myself, the authors of this paper, podcasting offers a productive and engaging medium to perform and discuss science communication and knowledge mobilization. Though in our experience, convincing funding agencies of these values of these outputs does remain an evolving challenge. To assist in managing these hurdles, several informative guides have been published offering direction for scholars interested in incorporating podcasting into their work. Phil and I have released one that's free on the Coastal Roots website, um, and we also really recommend one by Copeland and McGregor, published in 2021, an excellent handbook for scholarly podcasting. Taking efforts of methodological development a step further, a small but growing body of researchers are experimenting with scholarly podcasting as both potential method and pedagogical practice. Though podcasts may provide a meaningful way to engage with new literature in spare time, the translation and production of scholarly material into audio formats requires a pretty significant time investment from researchers. Career incentives and success metrics for researchers already juggling the many competing demands on their time, energy funding, etc. are oriented primarily toward producing and demonstrating impact of peer-reviewed publications. At the same time, researchers are being called on by society to do more than merely deliver research findings. We are being asked to help practitioners, policymakers, general public mobilize that knowledge towards solving societal challenges. As such, the potential of the aural turn toward more accessible, legible, and engaging science communication to meet those needs really shouldn't be ignored. So we ask you or our audience today. How can podcasting formats evolve to meet the existing needs and constraints of researchers while also incentivizing greater sharing of scholarly work with public audiences? One response to this question may be an audio format that riffs off of the existing podcast format. Pubcasts, short for publication podcasts, are low-barrier hybridizations of scholarly podcasting and the traditional publication model. Pubcasts, like the one you are listening to now, are abridged and annotated audiobook-style recordings of scholarly work, most commonly peer-reviewed articles, but also other things, and they're read to you by the authors or authors. That's it. No additional music, no script writing, no hunting for guests, and very little post-production is required. In fact, recording this podcast only took me about 20 minutes. We co-created the PubCast format out of a desire to make our work more accessible and as a reflection of our own love of aural entertainment and information, of getting to listen, but also with the practical needs and abilities of researchers in mind. PubCasts, as their name suggests, can be thought of as a branch of the podcast family and that they are these short audio recordings available in a digital format for download. We believe that pubcasts, given their format, audience, and relative ease of producing them when compared with the longer-form podcast approach, are well-positioned as effective science communication and knowledge mobilization tools that achieve several important outcomes. Let's review those outcomes. First, pubcasts are highly accessible forms of scholarly work. The script that you work off of, such as the one that I'm reading to you now, is just an abridged version of published research, allowing authors to refine their recordings to only those key messages and details of their publication that they want to share. Pubcasts focus on communicating the highlights of a study in lay language and therefore translating written context into more listener friendly material. In our podcasts, for example, we usually leave out in-text citations, briefly summarize literature reviews and method sections, and really try and highlight those take-home messages from the discussion or the conclusion sections of the normal uh, formatted paper. Like graphical abstracts, highlight lists, or plain language summaries that are becoming increasingly popular and increasingly requested by peer-reviewed journals, Pubcasts can add value to a publication by offer, offering more and diverse opportunities for readers to engage your work. This is especially true if the primary publication is published behind a paywall. Second, pubcasts may also advantage people for whom concentrating on or deciphering texts is really challenging for people who have low scientific literacy or those who have experienced visual impairment. Thinking in another way about accessibility, we have found podcasts too, like podcasts, be especially useful for early career scholars and that they contribute to making complex scholarship more easily understood through that annotating and abridging process. And they're easily assigned in classes, lab reading groups, journal clubs, or other similar formats. Pubcasts podcasts may also offer scholars flexibility in sharing their work in languages other than those in which they publish. While foreign language abstracts are featured by a handful of journals, these are really in the minority. We propose that making an abridged recording of an academic publication in a second language requires less investment and expertise than accurate and often expensive translation that would require the publication's entirety. Similarly, pubcasts offer a reprieve or alternative to reading in general. They allow listeners to engage with scholarly material when performing tasks where reading isn't really possible. So such as lab bench work, or maybe driving during exercise. For our team, PubCasts allow us to respond to a frequent wish that we have heard amongst our colleagues and seen scholars on social media. I really wish there was a way to listen to my reading stack. Finally, science is in the midst of a crisis of misinformation and the accessibility and intimate nature of PubCasts could offer a partial solution. Issues such as public mistrust and denialism is actively stymieing the uptake of the best available science and social issues, albeit in uneven ways and depending on the issue at hand. Some research suggests that at least part of the problem is that members of the general public find academic writing esoteric or difficult to understand. I'll say as an academic myself, I also find academic writing occasionally esoteric or difficult to understand. Another challenge is that some partisan actors have been effective at using disinformation and propaganda to alienate or other scientists. Pubcasts may help with both of those challenges. The accessibility and more intimate humanizing nature of pubcasts can help scientists dispense with, as in Alan Alda's great words, the guru on the hill model of science communication. Pubcasts are a product of scientists going out of their way to meet people where they are which follows Contessa's argument from 2022, that the problem is not in the content per se, but in how so- scientists socialize it. So let's move to the next section, pubcasts, which we call the basics. How do interested scholars get started with creating a pubcast like this one? Well, we, we figure that pubcasts require four basic components. One, a piece of written scholarly work, two, Recording equipment, which can be as simple as the built-in microphone on a laptop or a pair of headphones. Three, simple editing software. We recommend a program called Audacity, which is open source and free to download, and what I use to record this podcast today. And finally, four, a means of hosting and distributing your podcast. Uh, We make a couple suggestions here. One, SoundCloud, which is what we use and is a a pay-for-play as well as uh, Research Equals, which is an open source platform, and I'll get more into that here in a few minutes. Rather than requiring entirely new discussion or content, pubcasts draw from existing published material, and they require little or no additional material or equipment to create. Importantly, pubcasts are abridged and annotated, as we've said before, therefore avoiding copyright infringement on original published articles, very important. In our view, they act as sort of a post-publication, pre-print-adjacent output, if you will. We have found that pubcasts are best recorded during the proofing stage of a peer-reviewed article or just prior, prior to publication with other scholarly material. Because reading aloud is an effective proofreading strategy, this approach allows researchers to minimize additional effort by checking the proof for errors while simultaneously recording their pubcast, which is exactly what I'm doing as I read this to you now. Scholars interested in this can follow our team's PubCast Recording Protocol, which uh, we've published on Research Equals, and you'll find the citation in the paper here, or they can experiment with their own approaches. So after a podcast is recorded, how should a scholar publish them? While some publishers have shown interest in moving toward hosting podcast audio themselves, currently the onus for hosting and distributing podcast audio still lies with the podcast author. This requirement may present barriers due to cost or lack of digital infrastructure, though some free or low-cost options do exist. Regardless of where a podcast is hosted, we have found that publishers have, broadly speaking and to date, been receptive to finding creative ways to at least link a previously hosted podcast to a soon-to-be-published article. As such, scholars can offer a podcast option to their publisher upon receiving proofs or submitting final drafts of work. That's certainly when we do it. Ideally, the publisher will embed the recording link directly into the manuscript, and we offer a citation here at this point in the paper where you can see some examples of that. The next section, PubCasts, Open Science, and Ways Forward. If the research community finds PubCasts to be a valuable format, we hope to see this reflected in the form of meaningful uptake by scholarly publishers in terms of hosting and recording guidance and tools. At the same time, many researchers and scientific associations are increasingly questioning the business models and ethics of large publishing houses. As such, pubcasts may offer a disruptive potential for the open science community to rapidly adapt toward new models of publication. For example, our team has recently partnered with Research Equals, an open access platform that offers free pubcast hosting and DOI assignment to recordings published on their platform. This publishing model allows scholars to easily cite and share their podcasts at no cost while also linking them to original articles. We see this platform as an important step forward for the medium as it makes apparent the sometimes invisible work of academics, particularly for early career scholars, and allows people to invest in knowledge mobilization efforts. However. Research Equals does not distribute pubcasts like to a streaming service, and thus each recording is offered as a one-off. This is a trade-off from self-hosting where pubcasts can be held and distributed to streaming services in playlists and may generate organic engagement as as listeners listen to multiple pubcasts in a row, which is behavior that we often see on, on our own SoundCloud platform. Regardless, we are excited to see platforms like Research Equals take up pubcasts in their open science models and provide scholars, particularly those early career scholars, an opportunity to have their contributions recognized. Pubcasts are well suited to the popularity of oral mediums and the desire in scholarly communities to share their work more broadly. We, as a team, Phil and I, field regular requests from other scholars about how we make these pubcasts and how other labs or student groups might replicate this format for their own papers or papers within their field. We have also received positive feedback on the value of pubcasts for courses and other instruction models. While quantitative data about the effectiveness of this approach are sparse beyond the download statistics of our own productions, our impression is that the demand for creative, accessible, and open-source formats for knowledge sharing is high, and we encourage knowledge producers of all kinds to consider pubcasts as a ground-level entry into the world of oral knowledge mobilization. Ultimately, we are sharing these experiences here because we believe that pubcasts present a promising avenue for scholars to enhance the accessibility of their work and engage with broader and more varied audiences. They may be particularly accessible as a novel format for early career and under-recognized scholars, as they offer a low-barrier-to-entry model for making visible the often invisible or undercounted work of scholarship and knowledge mobilization efforts. As a fusion of scholarly podcasting, traditional publication models, and knowledge mobilization, pubcasts create a new space for engagement between scholars and their diverse audiences, and they provide another way to bring the voices of collaborators into the telling of co-produced science. In essence, we hope pubcasts provide a way for scholars to meet people where they are, both as an accessible means of understanding scholarship and A creative open-source format that complements existing publishing models and the many demands on scholars' time. We look forward to seeing other scholars experiment with the pubcast model and give science communication efforts new voice. Thanks for listening to this pubcast. The title of the paper you've just heard is "Pubcasts: Putting Voice in Scholarly Work and Science Communication." It was published in the journal Science Communication by authors Hannah L. Harrison and Philip A. Loring. You can learn more about PubCasts and see our PubCast protocol by visiting researchequals and looking for the PubCast protocol or by visiting the Coastal Roots Project at www.coastalroots.org. Roots is spelled R-O-U-T-E-S. Thanks for listening.